We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC and Ultimo for another COVID-safe edition of Thank God It's Friday. Thank you to all the listeners who've sent in great topics for the wheel of death. We have enough now, but thank you. Uh, and please welcome this week's panel, Colin Buchanan, Rebecca de Unamuno, Tommy Dean, and Colin Buchanan's guitar. Uh, now, it was the week in which almost every Australian realised how old they are when the news broke. Bindi Irwin is expecting her first child. Well, Bindi Irwin, how can that be? Isn't she nine years of age? So what are the other ways you get to know that you're old? Colin Buchanan. Well, um... <laughs> I, I, I forgot that guitar. Straight here. off the bat. He's leading with his chin there. I, I was going to say any child star is going to throw you straight into the I feel old now. Nicky Webster. Yep, yep. Alan Jones has been doing it. I mean, he was a child star mm. when I was younger, but he's now old enough to be my father. I don't know. He's, how he's that... older than you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works. Um, and being a school teacher, you get that. From kids, yeah. where I remember Shane Blacker said, "Hello, Mr. B," and uh, I can't do it. Is like, can you do it for me? <laughs> Hello, Mr. B. And now, Tommy, me, now Tommy, now yeah. Tommy, give it a go. And that, uh, how, how was that? <laughs> nice, nice. How old was that kid when he did that? He was thirty, and I taught him as an eight-year-old. So it's like, oh my goodness! <laughs> so I'm getting old. But uh, the thing that really makes me feel old is Friday nights. Can I have a crack? Yeah, of song? course, have a crack. Well, the bloke who owns the garage was found murdered in the green, and Chief Inspector Barnaby was right there on the scene. A bunch of likely suspects. Was it him or was it her? And the search began to find this week's midsummer murderer. <laughs> you know you're old when you miss the end again. You wake up and she tells you you were snoring like a drain. It's televised diazepam, same plot every week. Somebody gets murdered and someone falls asleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You got your silent witless, but it can't wake the dead. An hour or so, a Father Brown, your eyes are hanging from your head. <laughs> Foils wore Miss Marple and old Inspector Morse. It's Friday evening, Mogadon, and I'm looking like the corpse. <laughs> you know you're old when you miss the end again. <laughs> you wake up and she tells you you were snoring like a train. It's televised, diazepam, same plot every week. Yeah, somebody gets murdered and someone falls asleep. Yeah, there's Agatha Raisin, a touch of frost and good old Jonathan Creek. <laughs> They're sure to catch the murderer and I'm sure to fall asleep. Televised diazepam. Yeah, that was cross-promotion for the ABC's Friday television. <laughs> 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 
Robin said, my wife said that it's a big mistake. They're, they're all ABC shows. <laughs> How else but do you know? change with like, uh, like we're big in uh, the, the, I suppose they call it Scandi Noir now, all the. Yep. And, but you have to, it's all. It's all subtitle. the same. It's all the same. But it's subtitle. So you, you, yeah, they, that keeps it very good. Yeah, it does keep you awake. And um, I just found the more edgy ones do keep me awake. But, boy, Midsummer Murders, <laughs> they, they, they could save a lot on whatever it is they put you to sleep. But what, what do they do for the rest of the year if it's just Midsummer? <laughs> well, they try to repopulate <laughs> because so many people so die. Many people <laughs> it's terrible. It's like, uh-oh, which one? Uh, That's yeah. what I like about Scandi Warner, though, because it's such a you know, lonely, isolated yep. Frozen places, and then the opening scene is like six of them in a pub, and they look around, and oh no, Lars isn't here. <laughs> Fortitude. Right. Fortitude. So, Fortitude. ways to know that you're old, uh, you realize that Bindi Irwin, <laughs> who last time you looked was five years old, is having a baby. A second way is that you fall asleep uh, during the murder mysteries on the ABC <laughs> on a Friday night. What other ways, Rebecca? Oh, well, actually, this happened to me this morning. <laughs> I sneezed and said, ow, my elbow. <laughs> My elbow hurt when I wow. sneeze. Yeah, well, how? Why? Why? How is that possible? I don't know, but that's what happens when you get old. Uh-huh. You you feel like you yeah. know you've got a sore ankle, but the problem's in your neck, or you you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's pain transference. You can never just referred pinpoint pain. it. Yeah. It's all yeah. referred pain yeah. these days. Yeah. <laughs> and also, um, uh, I know I'm getting old when the sounds that I make in the bedroom have nothing to do with sex, but everything to do with getting in and out of yeah. bed. That's uh, that's probably one. Being a, a, do you think they make it worse? Because I've had this discussion with, with Deborah, and she says making the noises actually <laughs> makes it worse. You know, if you get... If you get a, in which situation? Well, no, well, they're, get, they're getting... Oh, getting out of the chair. Oh, and getting into the chair. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to... You know, I find it helpful because so you do I, it. You yeah. do it in the direction that you're going. So if you're standing up, you find you, you go. Mmm. It helps yeah. you know yeah. which direction I'm you're going. I'm with you. I'm with you. Another one is um, being a touring stand-up is uh, the perfect way to make you realise um, you're old. I was in a tour van with about six other comics and, some time uh, ago. Some time ago, last year, yeah. And um, and I realised that I could have given birth to all of them. Wow. I could have <laughs> been their mother, and there I am in a tour van driving with them for ten hours around the country. How do you, agree. How do you know you're old? Well, that's Tommy. the first is when comics that are like in their 30s are doing jokes about how old they are. I know. I, I did yeah. one. I did that gig, the Monday night gig. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a guy there. Oh, man, I remember 15 years ago, 15 years ago, I was I, I was 20. And now I'm 35. I'm so old. I'm like, you know, 15 years ago, I was 35. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you get a 30-year-old yeah. comic making jokes about how his knees hurt. You yeah. say, man, shut up. <laughs> shut up. That's just unfit. <laughs> Push me up on the stage and I'll tell you about being old. <laughs> Wheel me out there and I will explain. I'm even <laughs> bypassing that old moment. Like, he used to be an old you know, The jokes you see as kids, but, you know, the old guy that wanders into the room can't remember why he came into the room <laughs> and then just looks yeah. befuddled. Yeah. But now I'm aware that I'm that guy, yeah, yeah. but I'm also aware of the befuddled moment. So I walk into the room, my kids look at me. I don't know why I'm in the room, but I just pick something to do in the room yeah. to justify why I'm here. Yeah, that's the wisdom. <laughs> yeah. You see, you've got the memory loss, but also the wisdom yeah. and the ability to... For. They're yeah. like, why did Dad need a, a scissors? I don't know. <laughs> I'm beginning to suspect wisdom. Wisdom is a word that at first, when you get old enough for people to say... Well, there's a lot of wisdom in what you say, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah, a little bit mm-hmm. of that wisdom. Mm-hmm. Now, I now realise it's not as good as at first. At first I was flattered. Yeah. Now it just means stuff that old people say. <laughs> it's a polite way of, it's, a, it's, a, it's mm. an euphemism. They're really. dissing yeah. you. 
They're really dissing you. Yeah, exactly. the, the other one, the other one is used by dates on spices. Like I have quite an extensive spice collection in the kitchen, and some don't have nearly the rotational. He's use. not. Ta- he's not talking about the band, by the way. Oh, I got it. oh sorry. Yeah, scary spice. Oh, oh she, by the way, the reason in. I could not get into the Spice Girls because she was so scary. Yeah. <laughs> and sporty. Yeah. But I went for some uh, ground cardamom the other night, yeah. making a curry, and yeah. then a series of spider webs and things prevented me from using it. Yeah. And I checked the bottom. Used by 2015. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not only am I old, what was so I doing in 2015? Spider- I don't even remember making curries <laughs> yeah. back then. I didn't even know what cardamom was. Clearly, yeah. I was up myself. The dates get more impressive because uh, my, my mother-in-law, she's got some... Great stuff from you know, like t- tin t- tins of biscuits, yeah. not packets of biscuits. So that old used by date is etched. You know, it's yeah, carved yeah. in the stone. It's when the spices are coming from the East India Company. You know. uh, John John says uh, we reckon Midsummer Murder always has the same second half because no one is ever awake to watch it. <laughs> yes, John. Best gag of the uh, afternoon. Colin Buchanan is here, Rebecca Day Unamuno and Tommy Dean. Now, for the first time in the pandemic, the blame game is being played with the federal government, the Victorian government, blaming each other for various outbreaks. Sometimes it is good to blame someone else for your problems. So who do you blame for all the problems in your life? Tommy Dean. I blame uh, Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. That guy. <laughs> no, because it was church. Uh, in my uh, youth days of church going, it was my youth pastor that told me to get into performance when I went to high school. Okay. I did little church plays and stuff. And he said, no, you're quite good with the church plays. Maybe you should uh, get into drama when you go to high school. That's overly kind, isn't it? It was, it was, it, it was overly kind. And I, I also am starting to think... I mean, we're into know. the Christian spirit, but that's yeah, too yeah. much. He didn't and he said, you're the, only 12, you're the only 12-year-old baritone I know as well. <laughs> and that, for itself, is You bring a certain gravitas <laughs> to John the Baptist, but we think the part needs... Low. Say low again, he said. Low. Lowing <laughs> in the sheep fields. Nice. But he... Um, so I, I think, and then because I had a teacher that also said that um, I had an acute mind and maybe I should uh, chase uh, financial. Uh, you say you should have done that. I totally should. Yeah. That was, that, was a, that was a lot more COVID safe. <laughs> so much more COVID, COVID safe. safe. <laughs> and I just think about, you know, the way the wealth has worked over the last 25 years of my life. If I'd have known more about the stock uh, market yeah. and less. About the because it's not the, it's not matches. like the pastor didn't have uh, access to revelations. I mean, he knew he knew something like <laughs> COVID was going to happen. He should have known better. <laughs> you know, but I also he had a little farmhouse and he had four horses. And now that I think about it, I'm not sure he was on the Those right side. Are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the plus, I mean, plus you got the plague thing earlier on yeah, in the yeah. uh, scriptures as well. So it's sort of bookended by you know. A little bit of woe in there. Okay, so Tommy's blame game goes to the pastor who told him to take up this uh, this great career. Rebecca, who do you blame? Oh, look, I've got the, I'm one of those people that always blames myself. I'm one of the people that if someone runs mm. into me, I say sorry. Um, you know, mm. like I, I'm, mm. I and I I get annoyed with myself when I hear myself do it. It's almost like I can leave myself and go, "Why are you?" You know, mm. apologising. Mm. They ran into you. Um, so I tend to do that. I tend to blame myself for everything, but I do blame. Um, Genetics for my height. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> because some days, like where if no one can see this right now, but I look like compared <laughs> next to Tommy and to Colin <laughs> with this with the I have desk, put you between two tall de- men yeah. Yeah. with the desk yeah. the, the height it is. Yeah. I look like a kid ordering a bag <laughs> yes. of mixed lollies at <laughs> the canteen. Yeah. I was or wondering. Or yeah, I look on. like Dickie Knee. I'm not yeah. quite sure. <laughs> which. Or you look like the house in the opening scene of Up. <laughs> <laughs> I look like the house. The house and opening scene of up, you know, it's the tiny little house between the two skyscrapers. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God, yes. gosh, yes, yes. I'd forgotten that image. I, I was wondering what image. the milk crate was there for when I walked in. <laughs> Trust me, no, I, yeah. I have steps. We were expecting <laughs> Tom Cruise. So we... <laughs> I have steps. I have little stools around yep. my house to be able to reach the cupboards and things like that. I also blame social media for a lot. Mm-hmm. Good. And this is a bit of a serious point. No, I blame social media mm. for the selfishness in the world and the self-centeredness in the world, and I can't help but think it's what's led us to where we are now. Exactly. Okay. One one overly kind pastor, (laughs) social media and (laughs) genetics. Colin, who do you blame for the Um, various... uh... I think you start with collectives. So So just to be clear, this is not going to be a song? Uh, No, 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 I'm holding my guitar because there's nowhere else to put it. (laughs) But it just feels like it'll make a perfect list in the following ten things. (laughs) One, two, three. I blame you for that thing that you did to me and I blame you for this. And I blame you for that other thing, and I blame mm-hmm. you for that. The, uh, the Tommy Tommy's song, the, Tommy's song is unlikely to trouble the judges in the golden guitars. <laughs> that's, just, that's our new Eurovision entry. <laughs> Kids would like that song. That's true. We're, and they're the harshest judges of all. They truly are. Can, we, can you play that song again where he goes, I don't like things that do it. It's just like, that's not fair. That's he'd be, like, he'd be that's, very that good in the church play. That could be your Aussie jingle bells, you know, the, 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 the right. one you wrote on the bus on the way to Richard Glover's show that becomes your number one song, like literally on the statement, sitting there laughing back at you. And you go, oh, okay. Okay. Pastor, you pastor was wrong, but yeah, 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 I'll take it. Um, so you start broad. You know, society, mm-hmm. genetics, uh, then you move a little, you know, you move into organisations, maybe Telstra, Greenies, Loggers, Religion, Queenslanders, and then you move to inanimate, <laughs> inanimate things. Well, I've sort of got them mixed up, but missed opportunity, poor education, lack of money, lack of accountability, Sydney Rail Network. And then... Um, <laughs> and then... Because that's, get... that's why you missed that audition. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was. Uh, and, uh, and then you get to... Uh, where, where Rebecca got to, which is yourself. And uh, I've done the research. I'm basically the common denominator in all my problems. They all <laughs> happened to me. I was there. It was That's the problem. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take out an AVO on myself. I'm going to start viciously trolling myself on social mm. media. I'm going to ban all my own music and encourage others to do the same. I'm but not Aussie them. Jingle Bells. No, not that one. That's, <laughs> that's, that's sacred. Cow, cow. It's and, in the um, public domain now. We can't get it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sue myself for all I'm worth. I'm going to make me pain for all, pay for all the pain I've caused myself. And uh, I'm going to wish I'd never laid eyes on me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look down for just to, just to, just to land that one. But, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, but anyway, so so that's it. No, I think it's very good to be uh, self-critical because the trouble, trouble about self-love, and this goes back to social media, it's so rarely reciprocated, don't you see it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, and thank God it's Friday. We'll have the Wheel of Death with Rebecca in a second. But first this, the cassette tape is back with a 103% increase in UK, UK sales in the first six months of this year. The, twelve. They sold twelve cassettes. Not true. They, they, they yes. Well, it went from a low base. That's true. 
<laughs> but Go I think on. it went from 1,000 to 2,000. Okay. Uh, with uh, five seconds of summer, Lady Gaga, the strokes, etc. Are you surprised by the trend that the cassette of all things is back? And what other old discarded technology may be better than its replacement? Colin Buchanan. Oh, well, candles are an obvious one. Yeah, we, we got the candles out and they're much better and uh, than the LED bulbs. They're a bit Which, more effort, aren't they? Well, well, I can't light the LEB, LED <laughs> bulbs. I'm here all night. Yeah. Um, but by uh, the same token, like installing the candles into the ceiling is sometimes it's difficult. Like, and isn't it terrible when you buy yeah. Well, yeah, and you buy the can, you get them home and you find out they're bayonets and you've oh, got Edison. Yes. And, and if the candles yeah. are upside down, don't you find they drip onto the carpet? Yeah, you've got to dodge the wax <laughs> to sit down. <laughs> I tell you, there's so much more mileage than I build into that uh, answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, the other was uh, old versus new. What are we better without? Yeah. And what are we, like we're better with, say, washing machines, Fans, yes, posters, yeah, yeah. That, that's it's good Pol- stuff. Lack of polio, yeah, yeah. <laughs> antibiotics, and so forth. Uh, and then, what are we better without? And I thought, oh, it's a quite a long list. Maybe you could add to it. I thought TikTok. Yeah. It's probably that's probably pretty yeah. much sums it up. I mean, notifications, billboards that are screens. I just don't really like them. Internet connected fridges. It's like who needs it exactly? Yeah. Donald Trump's Twitter account, digital voice assistants. They. Um, yeah. Alexa and so forth. Yeah, 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 all that. And voice-activated phone systems. When you people, ring up people and... are probably screaming out to Alexa, mm. play, play uh, Colin Buchanan's <laughs> Santa Claus song. Play one of Colin's good songs. <laughs> right. And then Did she you plays Christine Arnoux. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, can we bring back the CD? That's all I'd ask, please. I don't know what you got. I mean, comics, what did you sell? Maybe did you sell CDs at gigs? But hey, first off, it's against the law to ask that question or answer it. In what country? What precinct? Oh, sorry, never mind. <laughs> oh, I see. What, the what did director, you sell? The director, well, I will not. The, the director general does this of taxation. Have the Fifth Amendment. I claim the Fifth Amendment. I will not tell you what I stole after gigs. <laughs> never. Well, there's all, all these comics like, when you, they have merch stands and everything, and they've got their DVDs for sale and stuff. And I said, I'm just going to bring all my old DVDs and yeah, say, yeah, yeah. "Here's a copy of Bridesmaids." Mm. <laughs> if anyone's interested, yeah. Yeah. I haven't got myself. But have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <laughs> That's brilliant. Funny my favorite like, ever was a friend of mine sold his. He had an older show. So he would sell the show on USB thumb drive, but it turns he didn't check it, so they didn't actually imprint. So he no. just was basically selling empty thumb drives. But he was pointing out they were getting five gigabytes of memory for twenty-five dollars. It was a very good deal on a thumb drive. I mean, let's face it; they were probably going to—they were going to write over it anyway. Yeah, that's right. But, but, but you haven't answered the question. So, I mean, you guys, mm. nothing to sell, like T-shirts no, or No, just, just, just my dignity and my soul. <laughs> well, that's right. I'm about the art, Colin. The no, art, she... the ethereal nature of stand-up, the anyway, one sorry, chance I'm... only now. That's right. And it's it, the moment is then gone. Why would you want to recapture it? Yeah, but, but when you get the Telstra bill and you go, oh, <laughs> I've got to pay that now? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Now, the on. cassette tape. See, I understand why it's come back. It was a beautiful thing in its yeah. day. You'd make a mixtape for a, mm. a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And you'd, uh, you'd write the little names yeah. on the side of it and you, could, and you could tape it off the radio. It was actually a good bit of technology. I had a cassette tape in my radio for most, like, probably from 1990 to 1993, mm. definitely. Always in there. And whenever a, and you had to try, and you would try mm. and test yourself to see if you could get 
all of the song from the beginning, just have a feeling and know that it's one you wanted to take. That was really exciting to capture the beginning of the song. Because you, 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 normally people would wait until the song starts playing and, and so you'd miss the first that, five. So you'd always miss the first thing, but <laughs> I had this extra sensory perception where I knew this no. is a song I wanted and I'd yeah. press record and I'd be always right. But there was Loved a radio that. program in our, and when we were growing up that actually had like an hour where they advertised that the DJs would not usually, you know, the DJs quite often talk over the lead-in yeah. mm-hmm. just before the lyric starts, and they would advertise that in this hour, all of these songs would be clean start. Nice. So that you could tape them for See, your... See, that's great. It was like the horse-drawn Napster. You know, yeah. that was... A- <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I loved it. I loved doing that. And I also love the moments where you tried to rescue a cassette tape, yeah. you know, yeah, where yeah, all the, yeah. the tape comes out and you're convinced that using that pencil or pen... It's a good, it's a good question for anyone under about 35 is to present them a cassette tape and a pencil and say, why do what? these two objects belong is that a, together? Is that another thing that proves we're old? Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be. Yeah. Try but- Bindi Owen with that, <laughs> yeah, with yeah, that quiz. Yeah, yeah, on, but yeah. nothing, for me, nothing beats vinyl. Oh, vinyl. Like... Just taking an album out of the sleeve, having all of the lyrics written on the inner sleeve, the, the, even just the ritual of, you know, turning the, time, the turntable on and then lifting the needle and, oh, and placing it and trying yep. not to make mm. it scratch. And, and then that, that little sound would have... Oh, sh- that, and then that beautiful crackle. I love that. I think yep. vinyl for me, if I could bring in... And a lot of people still listen to it. It's still mm. really popular. Mm-hmm. But I think I need to, you know, say that I think everybody should release an album, an actual literal album. Right. The cassette is back. Well, but this is might that not good? Be why Tommy. you remember vinyl? My truest memory of vinyl. I used to disc jockey in like pubs. And Did stuff. you have a name, a special DJ no, name? No, before DJs were DJs. Oh, okay, it used right, to be, cool. you know, and the disc jockey was literally the guy that just played songs in the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. I put on a record and I put the needle down. That's and then just co- as it finished, I slid the fader over to the next song that I had queued up. Yep. And I did, did you just say anything? Did you use the... Oh, well, you know, don't forget, we've got uh, <laughs> margaritas on sale for the next hour. Only four ninety five. Three different flavors. Strawberry, blueberry, and watermelon. It's margarita night. And speaking of margarita, here's Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy margarita! Buffett. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> But mostly it was wedding stuff, and this is a big uh, one. Cry out to the bride from the from the from yeah. her best friend. Gee, that pastor who told you to get into show yeah. business has got a lot to <laughs> ask. Really, certainly really. does. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was I was just I used to just talking for this fancy restaurant. They had like a pub in the back. Um, this really high end restaurant. Um, there was on the back deck during the summer. They opened up the windows, so it was like a balcony that out over the the mountains of the where they were. <laughs> I was playing. Um, uh, keep your motor running. <laughs> Born, to be wild. Born to be wild. I was playing Born to be Wild. And the food and beverage manager, they, these guys were full gangster. I didn't realize, I was only 19 when I was doing it. But in my hindsight, I realized I was in a real mafia world. <laughs> Two deep, <laughs> deeply connected guys. <laughs> we had a lot of trouble that I dodged <laughs> by being naive. Yeah. But the food and beverage manager comes up to me. He says, what you playing? I said, oh, you know, Born to be Wild. Everybody loves this song. He said, give me that record. I said, yeah, okay. And I waited. He's like, no, give me that record. I said, I was playing. Give it to me now. <laughs> so I just quickly slid over to another song, handed him the album. He just turned on the balcony and zing! <laughs> <laughs> threw it off the and it flew like the best Frisbee shot you've ever did. <laughs> off into the mountain distance. He was yeah. a jazz music fan. <laughs> he just turned back to me and he said, I always hated Peter Fonda. <laughs> oh, wow. Walked off. You see, if you were playing cassettes, it would be fine because he wouldn't have been able to get that sort of aerial traction. (laughs)
Yeah. The cassettes. I, I loved cassettes. Yeah. My favorite cassette moment when I went to university for my one semester, <laughs> um, my, my, my roommate sent me a cassette tape to introduce himself. And so, you know, the tapes had 29 minutes on one side. <laughs> Hi, Tommy. Uh, my name is Robbie, and I'm so excited to be your flatmate at Marshall University. I think we're going to be great friends. And oh, what? Sorry. Mom, what? Okay. Uh, hold on a second, Tommy. I'll be right back. And then 27 minutes of... <laughs> <laughs> and muffled and voices. The last minute. Anyway, I, I'm really looking forward to... Click. <laughs> and I'm sure he told me heaps about himself. The only problem with the technology is you did put it on your uh, dashboard of your car and it would kind of, yeah. the tapes would sort of get longer and longer and longer, mm. wouldn't they? And you'd, yeah. end up, you'd end, end up with the, Beach G, B, uh, the, the BG sounding like Gregorian chants or yeah. something. But you'd, yeah. also have, you'd also have amazing things like, you know, Hits Hot 85 and all those compilation mm. cassettes. They mm. were cool too. Like, you mm. know, it'd be like, what was the, uh, so Choose 1985, I remember that one. The best, was, that one. Uh, the best was Ripper 1976, which had a oh, picture yeah. of... <laughs> A lady's bottom on the yeah. back uh, with the pants torn yeah. and the track listing of 12. This is true. Don't look yeah, at me like no, this. I, just, I didn't do it. I'm not appalled just at you. Reporting I'm it. not appalled at you. And I'm just the, appalled. It had the track <laughs> listing written on her bottom. Of course. And it's called Ripper. Because yeah. that me- you know what else makes me upset about that? She'd have to stand up all night for the duration of that album so everyone knew what the next track was. Doris, Doris get up. What's, what's number five? The Wheel of Death. Uh, today's, uh, today's topics for Rebecca are sleep apnea, toenail, batteries, yogurt, conga, stepping stones, hairdresser, cold f- goldfish, chicken wings, uh, pyjamas, dog's breakfast, coat hangers, yeast, Rubber band, and we're back to sleep apnea. Rebecca Day, Unamuna, what do you fear? What do you like? Oh, toenails. Oh, mm. <laughs> that Might makes be... me go a little. Uh. Yeah, we, we, um, yeah. But, you know, as does yeast. So, <laughs> yeast. That's right. We'll see which one comes up. Round and round and round it goes where it stops. No one knows today's wheel of death topic for Rebecca is pajamas. Mm. Okay. Pajamas. Great. I. I've been, I, I've been doing school from home. It's because there's a big thing called a mandemic. And the problem with a mandemic is that anyone can get it. But, oh, sorry, hi, I'm Therese. Ah, uh, Teresa. <laughs> I change it every day. <laughs> right now it's Teresa. And I'm five. Now, the thing about being at homeschool, which people don't seem to understand, it's a problem, is that you can, in fact, stay in your pyjamas all day. Mum does it, Dad does it, Granddad does it, so why can't I do it? The problem is I fear it may be interfering with my academic achievements (laughs) because when one is too relaxed when doing homeschool in your pyjamas, you don't take the information in. Um, my teacher told me that's osmosis. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my poor teacher, um, she has to log on and, and, and we have to log on. And when we log on, we sit at the computer. She gives us some work. She disappears for a few hours and we do the work. Supposedly. <laughs> Little does she know that when she leaves, this Therese turns into someone quite magnificent. That's right, an intellect no one can defeat. One who knows the answers to all of life's little 
mysteries. Yes, that's right. Don't think Therese, because of her age and her height, blame the genetics, has anything to do with her mental capacity. I am forging a plan. That's right. I'm working on a vaccine myself down in the garage. Mum and Dad think it's just a simple water tea party, but no. Contained within that teapot in those cups is a theorem I'm working on. And when it is discovered, and it will be, trust me, yes, for research is my game, then I shall be the most popular and well-known five-year-old known to... Hi, man. Sorry. I'll keep it down. It was a TV. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I was like peanut butter and, 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 and just and the cross-off. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say this one thing before I go. If any of you know and can hear me, save me now. The intellectual stagnation I am surrounded by by my family is something I cannot cope with anymore. Yeah, I'll be there in a minute. I think I just did waves. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, they get a man on the top of your pajamas. Do you think? Oh, a, do you think a lot of? Do you think a lot of five-year-olds are only pretending to be five, and they've actually got that more I, uh, sort of critical? I, yeah, absolutely, firmly believe that. And yeah. I, I think the the, the the kids get things that we don't give them credit for. But they but don't. I, they don't let the cat out of it. But they just keep that. They themselves. just keep it to themselves, yeah. and they. But it comes out in in play and stuff. But that also, I felt a little bit. You remember Pinky in the Brain? Yeah. That felt a little Pinky in the Brain for me. I'm going to take over the world. Yeah. But do you think? Do you think the average five-year-old is making a mordant comment? on their parents and For their sure. siblings. sure, in and... their own way. Yeah. I reckon that's the inner monologue of most five-year-olds, yeah, don't you think? Yeah. They've got, they've suffered too mm. in this pandemic. They've had to stay home as does well. It stay, do you think it stays with you? Like, does it shape you as an adult? Do you think this inner five-year-old, you know? The sophisticated yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, I, th- I Sorry, think the, the perfect yeah. age is eight mm. because you're old enough to know what's going on yeah. But you're young enough to have no responsibility whatsoever. And also no one's onto you. No they one don't, gets they don't, it. They, they just think, oh, what a, what a cute little girl, yeah. you know, a little cute little boy. Yeah. They, don't, they don't actually know that inside there is this modern genius. That's right. Yeah. Working, plotting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Listen to me, I'll be back. Nice. <laughs> God, uh-huh. it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. It's Friday. Oh. Thank, Thank God it's Friday. Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Colin Buchanan is here, Rebecca Dayuna Munu and Tommy Dean. Now, this mm. week... Uh, the Parks Telescope was added to the National Heritage List in acknowledgement of its role in sending pictures of the first moonwalk to the world. What's on your personal heritage list? The places of significance in your own story. Colin Buchanan. Oh, well... Um, oh! I, I, oh, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. I was going to lose it if you that, didn't that sing this that's not, uh, that's not Christine Arnu. This is me. Okay, <laughs> okay well, I just I sort of mused on this, so it's not comedy. I get a little worried when it's sort of not... Absolute comedy. No, no, no. I, come on. Surely yeah. by now, everyone knows the Colin Buchanan formula. The first, <laughs> the first joke you sing is insightful with lovely little throwaway asides, and it's funny, funny, funny. And then the second one, yes, you, you want us to cry. You sob your guts out. Yeah. Okay. We get to see oh. your flannel right, well, pajama well, side. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah, okay. Well, Cranor Road, Rathfarn. This is, the, this is, yeah. So the this national, is a, your natural, this is your personal national heritage list of the things yeah. that, yeah, okay. I, I love, I love that phrase that you put in the question, the personal heritage list. So it's, um, so if you want to walk through the museum, you've got, um, well, there's 15 Cranor Road, Rathfarnham, Christchurch, Rathgar, the Dublin Christmas lights, P&O's Oriana, Mini Street in Brunswick, the Southern Aurora, and 9 Belmore Road, Peakhurst. 
95330. There's the oyster farm on Saltpan Creek and Downey's Wharf, the old punt that ran across to Illawong, Chivers Hill Shops and Ian Bar Corner, 20 cents for, for bread. Lime Kill Road Reserve, Miss Richard's Classroom at Lagano Public School. You know, I'm going to make a list, a personal heritage list. They don't have to be preserved or enshrined or protected, just remembered. I'm going to make a list. My personal heritage list Well, most of them are gone But they live on Because they're remembered Well, you got the, uh, the beanie shell at Peakhurst High School And Shorty's dry cleaners You know Shorty robbed the bank at Logano? He used his lime green Ford and Fairlane as a getaway car, everyone knew it was him. There goes Shorty, he's robbed the bank. And they used water pistols painted black. And he's on the list. And so's Paul, he's the only kid to ever punch me in the head. He did it in geography. And Brad, he used his family phone to make a booking at the restaurant at the top of the World Trade Centre in New York. And I've barely started and I've already got too much material for this song. That's what happens when you make a list a personal heritage list they don't have to be preserved or enshrined or protected just remembered when you make a list a personal heritage list you know it's sort of fun even if you're the only one who remembers. <laughs> the personal yeah, no, heritage no, no, no. list. It's just, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm working on it. But, it's uh, lovely. Oh, right. But lovely. it's all those little things you remember that no one else remembers. And, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mr. Knight was late to geography and I just got on Paul's bad side and mm. he punched me in the head. And it's... Sandy, I know people listening to me on TGI probably think I've at least been dropped on the head or had some sort of head injury, but that yeah. is really that was the one. Really it explains a lot. <laughs> Rebecca, right. what's on your personal uh, heritage? I mean, well, Colin will play the music behind if you like, oh, I'm well, sure. Well, it depends. It just, it's hard to know where you go <laughs> with the uh, go. personal heritage list. Well, for me, um, it's, it's probably the places where I've performed, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd start with my bedroom in Winston Hills. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving the address. <laughs> <laughs> I won't confess. <laughs> then let's move on <laughs> to the cellar theatre at Sydney Uni. It was full of asbestos and probably still is, but we performed and lived and slept there all night. <laughs> then there's Manning Bar, where you'd stick to the floor. <laughs> but you'd practice your stand-up and do a thing called... Theatre sports, and then we move up to Belvoir Street Theatre. That's where I became a professional. I played my theatre sports thing there every Sunday night. 
sharing the sets that all the actors, the ones who actually got paid, <laughs> performed on on every every other day. And then let's increase the audience. Let's say, let's go up way past a thousand to the end more theater, yeah. baby. That's so resounding. I used to perform there every, gotta say, every year. Sometimes two, sometimes three. Jeez, it instilled fear. <laughs> but I always did it. But the thing you know you had to found is you gotta wait for the audience and that wave of delayed sound. <laughs> and now let's talk about one place that I love, and it's the moms at seven. We used to meet there after school every day. <laughs> the logs! The logs! Always the logs with Rebecca. Meet at the logs at seven. Meet you at the logs at seven. <laughs> the logs. Um, is it necessary for me to point out that that was not rehearsed? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not necessary. Oh, come on. <laughs> Tommy Dean, what's on your personal We had cement security? tunnels. That's where we met. Ah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They have cement tunnels. Well, in they're your... dangerous, though, because they, they're... They're, they're... These are actually, like, they were true cement tunnels, but they were dropped into the playground. They were just part of the playground. Oh, okay. They weren't water, uh, you know... No they, no, they weren't actual canal. Made in the canal. Except during irrigation season. Yeah. Then, the, then the stakes went up. But I would say, probably, if you, if you worked it through year time, I'd say Schimberger's Pool, when I was uh, five to eight. Mm-hmm. That was a, I've talked about it before on the show. That was a swimming pool in the paddock, mm-hmm. in the farm world that we grew up in. With the, cow pats all around. The cow, the whole well, it was fenced in, but cows came up to the fence, and it was it had like a little restaurant and a swimming pool, yeah. and my you know all my relatives were the lifeguards and uh, you know, all, everybody everybody in the town swam there. Uh, it had a little restaurant that did burgers and soft serve ice cream, and it had one of those carousels that you just self push the circle of wood. Yeah. But it was the most dangerous. Thing you would ever get on ever, and get for forever, getting dragged underneath yeah. it. And luckily, it was slick enough with mud that you'd slide out eventually. That was a typical force. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I found Stuart. Memory at the end of term yeah. two. Yeah. Penny candies, and then out the back they had pennies yeah. and a deck. That's where the that's where the cool teenagers went to smoke cigarettes. And we were told, of course, never go out there because that's where the devil is. Uh, so you know, did you play the pennies at all? No, because that's no, where the devil no. is. <laughs> that's the devil. <laughs> and then in high school, uh, we had there was a place in Arizona called uh, we it has a real name. We called it the Hole in the Mountain. Uh, it, <laughs> but it was it was a hole in the mountain, just like the logs. <laughs> yeah. It's quite famous. It's Hole in the Rock. Actually, it was called Hole in the Rock. It's up on the Superstition Mountains, and you, know, you scramble up the side of the mountain. <laughs> Superstition Mountains. This is what I love about the personal heritage list. That's the name yeah, of the mountains in Phoenix. They call the Superstition Mountains. Yeah, they call the Superstition Mountains. Well, the, oh, does anyone climb them? I'm the guessing devil, not. The devil. <laughs> and there's actually a great the mystery of the pinball. Superstition Mountain treasure. Somewhere, supposedly, there is a great treasure that was buried there by the conquistadors uh-huh. that is yet to be found. Wow. Yeah. My mother spent a year translating notes for an author wow. who feels that he found it. Clearly, she wasted her time. <laughs> That sounds like the Goonies. <laughs> it sounds a little like the Yellow Dollar Black Panther. You sit in the hole and, yep. and it yeah. looked out over the city. It's actually been featured yeah. in a couple of movies. You know, it's where you this smoke. beats the Parks Telescope on. Come on, this is good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where you set up and you stared out. And you know, I suppose the reason it sticks on my list is because that was that moment of time where everything seemed eternal. Yep. That classic endless summer. 
Yeah. You just sit there and, you know, somebody would sneak up a couple of beers and you might share a cigarette and look at the city and youth was going to last forever. You know, and high tops are going to be cool always. And Bindi Irwin wasn't even somebody born yet. <laughs> yeah. Somebody had a mixtape ready to go <laughs> with songs that made sense for now. <laughs> Who were the winners and losers of this week? Rebecca. Oh, um, uh, the losers. I'm hoping, well, I hope the loser after the, the announcement of Kamala Harris's Joe Biden's running mate is one eau de toilette. Uh, fingers crossed. And the winners are those that tune in to weekend evenings tonight from 7pm. Featuring I'll, one. I'll All right. be presenting. Rebecca. Day, and, uh, doing the whole song in blues form. That's yeah. right. No, the five-year-old is going to play. <laughs> going to host. And my guest is um, Arj Barker uh, this evening. Oh, that'll oh, be fun. All right. Very good. Uh, on evenings tonight and uh, Mr Buchanan, who are the winners and losers of this oh, week? Oh, well, you, look, I just can't get over the fact that, uh, you know, the Teddy Sheen VC was announced yes, yes. and you played that, uh, the song yesterday yeah, and I was so, just really so thrilled about it. So Lee that. and Garth and Colin wrote this beautiful song about Teddy Sheen and, and it was part of the campaign in a way that finally saw the Prime Minister recommending it on, I think, Wednesday and then the Queen agreeing on, yep. I think, Thursday that he would finally be given this VC for an act of incredible courage right back in the middle of the Second World War. Yeah, yeah. And it's the first VC for the, for the Navy. Royal Australian yeah. Navy as yeah. well. So, and, yeah. So, you know, it was we, a lovely we, song, yeah. yeah. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a yeah. shame. it's a shame because the, my loser was uh, Mr Trump again uh, this year. It's a shame for Teddy that... Um, that the Spanish flu didn't end World War Two faster. It ended. Well, it was uh, featured. The Spanish flu was a feature of World War One uh, rather than World War Two. Tommy, but other than that, no, no, spot uh, on. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Trump made a mistake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, so Trump, he, he Trump, made yeah. a mistake. He made a mistake. I just want to be clear that I'm not the stupid one in that story. <laughs> <laughs> that was a story about a Don't stupid Don't shoot person. the messenger. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had forgotten that President Trump said President the Spanish Trump flu. Yeah, okay. was mentioning yeah. that Spanish. Fluid ended it's hard to keep two. up with Trump. And I understand yeah. your position. I have always admired you and your ability to stay across so many things. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Spanish many flu. things. I can't believe how many things you know. You oh. know stuff I don't even know. Now, you know were about. surprised when I said that Spanish flu is only called Spanish flu because the Spanish weren't really involved in the war to the extent that they didn't have military censorship whilst everyone else did. So the oh. food was everywhere. But the Spanish, Spain was the only place that had newspapers who could say, oh, my God, everyone's catching flu. Mm. And so everyone thought it was called the Spanish flu. And that's why he shot the messenger as a metaphor. Yeah. For that whole moment, he put it right back on me. Wow, that's that's how meta this man works. Exactly. Uh, We're out of time, but thank you to Colin Buchanan, Rebecca Day, Unamuno, and Tommy Dean. My other leader away was the Giants. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, Tommy will be back alongside Mandy Nolan and Gary Eck. Music from the Cass Eager Band. Until then, I'm Richard Glover, and thank God it's Friday. Stay safe. Bye.